G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview of Saturday, June 18. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues Jackpot, Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, all the talk this week uh, about Royal Ascot and the Aussie form certainly holding up with Nature Strip absolutely donkey-licking the sprinters in the Kingstand Stakes and uh, then our narrow Cox Plate winner, State of Rest, winning a major as well. What's your hot take on whether Nature Strip should back up on Saturday? Yeah, well, according to the owners, I think they're very, very keen to run, but... Um... I think Chris Chris is going to have the final say by the looks of it, and he thinks that the horse has done enough. But, um, you know, and and also in the background, you've got Home Affairs, of course, the Coolmore-owned Colt, who probably doesn't want to get beaten by the gelding nature strip come Saturday. So I guess there's a bit going on in the background. But I'd I'd love to see him run. I think the owners wanted to see him run. And, you know, I suppose if Home Affairs comes out and runs second to him, it shouldn't really um, dampen his value, but you know, no doubt it will in this in the fickle stallion business. But um, obviously, Artorius too will be there on Saturday, so he's actually the one I think will run really well. And I was I saw fifteen dollars about him last week, and I thought about backing him, and I thought, no, I'll just wait till he settles in, and you don't get any mishaps. But I see he's coming to around nine dollars now, so there's a bit of money for Artorius, which um, yeah, it should be a fine race. But as you said, the form's holding up with State of Rest winning overnight in the Prince of Wales's, so. Yeah, always, uh, always good to see. Yes, indeed. Well, the major action back home this weekend, uh, the Queensland Carnival moves out of town to Ipswich. Our uh, resident Queenslander, Dan, has not joined us yet, but uh, I will be able to help you with his tips, but you might be able to talk us through these black-type races, and as they do on Ipswich Cup Day, they leave the best till last, and they are the last three races. First of those is race seven, TAB Ipswich Cup, and it is a listed quality over 2150 metres worth 175,000 with 16 to face the starter. Yeah, I'm with, uh, speaking of Chris Waller, with uh, his mare, our intrigue here. I just think she sets up perfectly for this. She was ticking along well, got out to the 2100 and bumped into Yonkers in the Group 3 Chairman's Handicap and then came back to the mile last time, which was the negative, but she got a pretty comfortable lead because there was no, no speed in that uh, Phillies and Mares wait for age race. Um, she had her chance, but I thought she battled on quite well, just lacked a change up of speed there. I think the step back out to the 21.50 here suits. She drops back down to the minimum 54, and she's got very good form when she gets to 2,000 plus. So keen on our intrigue from three Bartholomew Diaz, who caused a bit of an upset last week, stepping up to the 1,800 second up, but back on better ground. He was able to turn his form around. Um, Annabelle Nisham seems to have him back going well. He's always had a bit of talent in this bloke, and if he can hold that form, he'd be a chance. Uh, the Kiwi Swords drawn, number four, I think it's a big improver. He's only had one run here, and that was back on May 7 in the Gold Coast Cup. Heavy track. He's better on firmer ground, and 2400 just sees him out. Uh, back to this distance is better, and I think he'll be a big improver. And in for fourth, I throw number nine uh, Tavion Prince, he also ran in the Gold Coast Cup. And then last time out, dropped back in distance at Eagle Farm. That was behind Bartholomew Diaz. He was a bit disappointing there, but willing to give him another chance because he maps to get a pretty comfortable run on the speed here from the inside gate. Got five on top, though, from three, four, and nine. 
I'm with the one, Berdebeck on top. Look, does have to carry the top weight of 59.5 kilos. And obviously, I think he's the best horse in the race, reflected in the weights. But look, I think he's going pretty well this uh, especially improved effort last start at Eagle Farm up to 1,800 metres. He had a couple of uh, pipe openers at the mile, first and second up. Struck heavy tracks there. That's not his go. Onto a dry t- track last time at Eagle Farm, back in the second half of the field. And look, they went really slowly out in front, um, helped those up on the speed. And I thought he worked the line pretty well, considering uh, he's big key to improvements the rise. So this trip, 2,150 metres, he's a two-time winner um, between 2,100 and 2,200 metres. So he's going to really improve sharply up um, up in trip. And Randy's not too far back on the turn. He's drawn barrier five here, so it means he can probably um, settle as further back as he has been in his recent races. Just hasn't been able to draw a gate recently, but it's a good gate here. Um, striking distance of the turn, he's going to really attack the line strongly and um, but down with that powerful finish we know he possesses. So <clears throat> big improver, Berdebeck, um here. Fourth up, he's on top. Our Intrigue is nicely placed, 54 kilos. She's um, she's going well without winning this preparation. She was good over a similar trip, two back on the stable mate Yonkers, and then sort of sharply back in trip to 1,600 metres last start and um, bumped into some sharper stable mates. But she wasn't far away there. She finished fourth, um, not beaten two lengths. Um, 54 kilos here. I think certainly a, a big winning hope. Ballistic Boy, uh, certainly in this on his run two back. Um, just got too wide last start and I think he's better than that. And in for fourth, I've got Bartholomew Diaz. The good win under the big weight last start. <clears throat> he's in for fourth. One, five, two, three for me. Second of the listed races at Ipswich on Saturday and third leg of the quarter, City of Ipswich. Eyeliner stakes 1350 meter quality. This one, Dan. With on top, the six. Um, been over a year since her last win. She had some good races sort of in the spring in Melbourne and Sydney last time in. And thought her runs are sort of better than the finishing position indicates. She returned this preparation over 1200 meters, distance well short of her best. Um, and a race down the straight, but thought. It was a good return and Improver certainly stepping up in trip um, second up. Um, it's a good draw here with the, the, the 54 kilos on her back and uh, I think a real winning chance in this second up. Um, in for second, I have the two Desert Lord. Been a little bit disappointing this preparation. Um, wasn't finished second last in a big field last start. It wasn't too far away there. Um, has raced on this track before for a very impressive win. And look, if he can sort of get back to somewhere near his best, he's a, he's a winning chance. Emerald Kingdom will appreciate the drop in grade. It was ran in the Stradbroke last weekend. It wasn't a disgrace there. Sort of shuffled back uh, near the turn, but <clears throat> um, I think it's going to be much suited better. Back uh, from a Group 1 to a listed race here. He, of course, beat Apache Chase in the Archer earlier in the preparation. So uh, don't drop off him off of one bad run. And in for fourth, got the 15, Paladas, who is stepping up in uh, in grade, but he's quite a talented horse on his day. Um, just no luck behind Francisco Gardi last start. Ugly should have won that race. It's a 54 kilos here. Um, I certainly wouldn't shock. 6 2 one, 15 for me. 
Yeah, I am with number two, Desert Lord, here, just um, forgiving an Eagle Farm run, which, you know, we know some horses um, can put in a bad run there. I thought his first up run on the heavy could also be excused. So, look, you've got to put two bad runs behind, you know, behind you to, to go to step back into him. But I think he's a good enough horse and good enough around this distance range to be given another chance, especially from a good draw. I've learned his way from three Holyfield. He's got the bad draw, but he's going well. Uh, excellent run in the Archer at Rockhampton. And then again in the BRC sprint at Eagle Farm. He looks ready. Uh, in for third, I have number five, Vinko, who has the right form, having beaten Charmy Baby last time out. Does come back in distance, but got a very good record around this distance range. So I don't think that'll be too much of an issue. And I do have the Mayor Charlize in for fourth. Perhaps one run short, but I think she's certainly worth including in the numbers. Two on top from three, five and six. And finally, at Ipswich on Saturday, race nine, Kingsley Lawson Lawyers, Gay Waterhouse Classic, 1,200-metre quality for the Phillies and Mares. Rates are being, uh, weights are being raised a kilo and a half. 16 of them will face the starter with five emergencies here. Dan, what did you, uh, how did you read this one? Yeah, obviously, an open affair, the uh, race, as it always is, for Phillies and Mares. I've got planted with the four majestic shot on top. Um, a very talented mare on a day. She's won five for 13. She's contest contested better races this prep and and run well, albeit without a whole heap of luck. Um, third, takeover target at Gosford. Um, just sort of striking some traffic problems there. <clears throat> was ridden upside down too back at Scone. Sort of led. It's just not a go. And last start in Helen Collin, I thought it was a, an excellent run considering sort of past year to track. She sat four wide throughout. She kept coming um, and made some some late ground there and it was a really good run considering the um, considering the sort of the path she had to take. So hopefully she can get the breaks this time around. Um, draws a good enough gate and um, if she can get the, get those breaks and, and show her best, she's a, I think she'll be in the finish at least. So the four on top for me. Tahitian Dancer in next, the five, going really well. This time in has been tested at stakes level uh, to pass two starts, and she's she's hit the line strongly into a, a minor placing in both of those, finishing finishing with the length of the winner. So she's clearly going well enough. Uh, Fourteen in next lady of luxury should be fitter for the two runs back from a spell. Um, need a bit of a luck from the wide draw, but very consistent mare, and um, I think up to this sort of level. And in for fourth, I have the two one diva. Four to beat five, 14, and two. Yeah, I agree. And I'm following my money here with Majestic Shot. I was keen on her in the Coglin last time out, but just the, the poor beginning just um, dashed her chances. She, I thought she'd be settling close to the speed, but she was just that touch slow and then just caught in no man's land wide all the way. Uh, got a bit of a hip and shoulder from Najmati when she went on by, but the last 100 metres there was what I really liked because she just, she could have turned it up and, you know, been beaten seven or eight lengths, but she just kept finding the line. I thought it was a terrific effort. I think if she jumps on terms, she'll settle much closer and be very hard to beat. Five Tahitian Dancer is going well for Tony Gollan and certainly looks ready to win. Just a, you know, It's been 900 days since that last win, so that's the little knock, but she's going well. Uh, number two in for third, Juan Diva, coming through the same race, gets the right run from the draw and in for fourth. Number eight, Tycoon Evie. Uh, was a late scratching last week, so... A um, little bit of a query, but I thought the first up run in the in that same race in the Coggle was very good, and she uh, she should 
improve off that first up effort. But I'm keen on Majestic Shot, four from five, two and eight. All right, Dan, your best was Birdebeck in the Cup. That's race seven, number one. Tell us about your value bet, which comes up earlier in the program. Yeah, I thought it'd be a bit bigger price without thinking um, in race four. But look, still keen all the same. Uh, this isn't a very tough uh, Metro <clears throat> Saturday race. And look, I think giving of uh, his first two starts, his preparation, he... Uh, first up on a on a heavy track doesn't seem to to go as well on, on that sort of surface, and then last start was um, wide all the way. Again on a heavy track, did see some um, support there late in the piece. I think third up on a dry surface um, and dropping down to fifty three kilos, he he ticks a lot of boxes. Um, his two starts at Ipswich have been very good, um, drawn to get every chance in barrier four. Uh, just off the speed, I think, without thinking, it will be, be quite hard to beat if he can um, get into clear air at the right time. So race four, number 12, without thinking. And, Joel, what were your specials on the Ipswich program? Yeah, I didn't really fancy anything else. Um, Miss Hipstar in race six I thought was over the odds, but she's starting to become a little bit costly. Um, but, I, I, you know, the... I think she went up 20 to 1, so that'll lure me into her probably again with, with a couple of dollars. But uh, other than that, I, I was our intrigue would be my best. I'm pretty keen on her and, and Majestic Shot. I'm also keen on her. She's around $8 is a, a really good each way bet, I think. All righty. Well, probably uh, even though the, uh, the main action is at Ipswich on Saturday, you'd probably say the most interesting race is at Flemington. Uh, and that, uh, and it's not even a leg of the quaddy. It's race five. It's the AR Kresic Stakes, and it is a listed race. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds over twelve hundred metres. And uh, there's some real, uh, some real exciting horses uh, contesting this one. Young horses. I mean, I guess they're up. They're not necessarily going to still be around the business end of the spring, but a uh, few of these. Um, really uh, really look like they can make an impact at some stage next season, Joel? Yeah, this is a ripper of a race. Uh, we've got a, you know, a couple of horses that have already sort of been, been proving themselves at group level, like Gimme Parr and Pachero, and then these two up-and-comers who are building picket fences, Star Patrol and Passive Aggressive. Uh, we've got an Adelaide visitor in Caracasu and I Am Me, who's been impressive down the straight, winning verse coming off a... Well, a bit of an upset win at Caulfield, but it was very impressive. So, yeah, this is a, a very good race. You can go a number of different ways. I've ended up leaning just because of the price to number five, Pachero. Um, I was, I'm a big fan of his. I was following him in his first prep and he did a terrific job. Two good wins at Sandown, second in the CS Hayes, and just probably didn't run the mile um, at the end of that prep. His jump outs have been good, and I thought the double figure is just too good to pass up for him. Uh, eight passive aggressive I had in for second. She uh, just oozed quality at Flemington last time, accounted for Dragonstone, who went back to Sydney and won a stakes race last week, so the form's strong. Uh, four Karakazu has been well found by the market. I, you know, I thought he might have been double figures, but he's already been sort of eight or nines into sixes. Um, speaking to Richard Jolly this week, he wasn't deterred um, by these two big guns or these two spruiked locals here. He um, is keen to come down. And I, I think that's a good push in itself because 
Richard and Chantel Jolly, they certainly don't bring them down here just for a holiday. So um, that's probably why the market's reacted. So he's certainly a chance and uh, one star patrol. I've got in for fourth, hasn't done anything wrong to date, but um, yeah, it does give a, just a bit of weight away to some of his key rivals. So I've gone five, eight, four, and one. Yeah, I'm hoping. Dan, what did you like here? Yeah, hoping the unbeaten passive aggressive can uh, keep it rolling. She was obviously extremely impressive at a wherever we made and win, and then class one at Packenham, and then just up to a pretty good race at Flemington last start. She um, sat handy again and handled the straights um, just fine, and a really impressive performance. The runner up Dragonstone, <clears throat> flash home in the second, run out come out last weekend in Sydney and won a stakes race. So the form's stacked up there. Um, I'm going to be with her again, the eight passive aggressive one in next star patrol. Um, he two's three for three, this preparation and looked like passive aggressive was winner at 1200 meters back to 1100 last start and then the straight and, and just far too good for them. Um, obviously they'll both go sort of settle handy. And um, I think we'll fight it out. These two plenty, plenty class, in the race, uh, you know, their rivals, as, as Joel mentioned, I'm with the six I, I and me in next very speedy Philly who um, saw a wet track last start at Scone and in, in, in a listed race. And look, I thought she held her own there um, as a winner down the straight, winning impressively two back. So it ticks that box and in the four, I've got five, zero, <clears throat> eight, one, six, five for me. Uh, I'm with passive aggressive two, to be Karakasu, I am me, and Star Patrol, eight, four, six, and one. That was race five. Joel, your specials, top and tail, the in races six and nine. Yeah, on with uh, Edison in race six, number three, uh, former Bjorn Baker trained runner. Now with Nick Ryan, he's had the two runs for the stable. I thought they've both been pass marks. He's gone out huge odds both times. And he's a horse that's had a combined 13 first up and second up runs and never won. So he always takes a couple of runs before he's ready to fire. I uh, thought there was really good improvement last time out. He had a jump out in between the first and second up run. He hit the line well, only three lengths off. Yeah, it was 80 to one there. Obviously, you're taking shorter odds here um, into the single figures. But I think this race falls away. There's a lot of winning hopes. And he is aided... Uh, by the compression of the weight somewhat as well. So I think he's ready to uh, to bob up for the new camp, Edison. And in the last, I am with the Mark Newnham-trained visitor, race nine number four, Lord Olympus. I was surprised at, he, at the odds. He's gone up around 17 or $18. They've got Jai McNeil, leading rider aboard. He gets in on the minimum. He's had one run down here, down the straight, and run very well for third in a good field. Um, I think he's going well this prep. He's been striking wet tracks and his form is a bit mixed, but forget the last run. That was just too heavy. His previous effort at Scone, when only beaten a length in the Hortensia, I think it measures right up here. I thought he'd be 6 or $7. So I certainly think he's way over the odds. Um, my best also comes up in race six. I'm with uh, Rockard Fit Zoist, who... Um, Comes up against a few classy rivals who are resuming. Might just need the run, but Zoe Rockard fits. Um, thought very good in a good form race at Caulfield last start. Um, getting back and swinging widest on the turn. Uh, kept coming nicely into into fifth there. 
having a pretty good prep. He's already won two. Uh, he was just out of the placings in a listed race in Adelaide and um, look, knows how to win. He's had 10 starts at the 1,400 metres. He's won six of those. Um, I think that the, gets a good run from the draw as well. I think Zoyster's hard to beat in race six. The value comes up in race seven. Had a bit of luck um, with the Paddy Payne runner for the best value last week and in Bigolino with the, with the low weight and Bigolino's in this field here, but I'm going with the other Patrick Payne runner in Rock Up, who gets in at 52.5 kilos after the claim. He, he won his Australian debut. It was at Mildura. Mildura maiden. It wasn't... I don't think he beat a whole heap there, but like the way he quickened when asked for an effort, he um, put the race to bed on when passing the leader and went away for a soft three-length win. Could have won, but much more. Um, like he did before that Mildura run, had a really soft lead-in trial. He's had the trial since the Mildura Maiden this time. Um, since that Mildura Maiden, again, given a very soft time of it out of the back of the field, just wasn't asked to do too much. Sort of just kept him up to the task for this. And um, I think he can get the job done in race seven, number 10, rock up. Uh, my best at Flemington is in the first. Uh, it is number four, Pesto, who I think is just in the zone, stays at 53 with Port yep. Home in this race and uh, can bounce back from a second last start and win. And uh, Grande Rumore for Chris Lees, race four, number nine, is my value bet. Good run, I thought, at Flemington um, off a month off last time. This time it's just uh, two weeks and is ready to at least get into the trifecta, I would have thought so. Best race one, number four. Value bet race four, number nine. We head to Rose Hill Gardens for Metro Racing in Sydney on Saturday, and we do have a black-type race, and that is the first leg of the quaddy, race seven, Drinkwise WJ McKell Cup. 2,000-metre listed quality, and uh, we've only just got each way betting as we speak to you on Thursday because, of course, Birdebeck running in the Ipswich Cup. So there's only eight left in this, Joel. Which way did you go? Yeah, I'm with number five, Surf Dancer. I thought he could get control of the race and be hard to beat again. Uh, when I say that, he, you know, Spirit Ridge will give him a bit of a race early. He likes to lead, and um, I guess that um, just depends how sort of hard he wants to go. Last time out, Surf Dancer did get a very cheap lead, but I thought it was a, a good win. He stepped to 1,800 third up, and that was off four or five runs in Australia since arriving from the UK that had all been very good. That He'd been around the market each time. He's won four from 14, lightly raced. I just think he's quite progressive. He drops three kilos, and should Spirit Ridge go forward and, and find the lead, Surf Dancer, I think, can take a sit. And I just, I think he's got, you know, a lot of room for improvement. So I think he can win again. Uh, eight, Skyman was a slashing effort behind him because they went slow. He had the second fastest last 200 of the day. Ready to win. Just, um, you know, just his style of getting back, just going to make things tough. But if, you know, if there's a bit more pace injected into this affair, he can certainly go close. I thought one Southern France could bob up and run a cheeky race. First go for Matthew Smith. He's often taken on very strong company since he arrived in Australia. Uh, 59 and a half is a stretch, but he's had two trials. Karen McAvoy's been aboard in both, and I think he's done enough to warrant some thought for the 2000 first up. And Seven Youth Spirits, the big watch runner. He took on some hot fields as a three-year-old in the UK, ran in the Great Voltager, St. Ledger and the Derby and won the chest of ours. So that's sort of, you know, their elite form over there. His trial's been okay. And I see he has been kept quite safe in the market. So 
he uh, is certainly the X factor. Five, though, from eight, one, and seven for me. Yeah, with the five as well, surf dancers like the improvement he's shown with each run this prep. Um, see, we'll go forward and, and give himself every chance in this <clears throat> 2,000 metres, I think. Much an issue and good form here at Rose Hill with a win and a placing from his last two starts. So on top for me, the five. Put the Waller pair in next for second and third. Welsh Legends second. Think been running well in Melbourne. Um, good effort. Uh, really strong win too back at 1,800 metres and rose to 2,000 last start. And uh, again, was a good effort running into third there. <clears throat> Drops down to 53 kilos here. Skyman also with 53 kilos as well. Just uh, finally draws a gate. So no luck with them at the barriers. This preparation, but gets an inside draw here and uh, likely get every chance. In for fourth. I have the three Dr. Drill um, with a freshen up since a, a very good second in the Scone Cup last start. Five, nine, eight, and three. Uh, Joel, again, uh, well, that was the first leg of the quaddy, and uh, you're taking us to the second and fourth legs for your specials at Rose Hill. Yeah, and I've got my uh, winning post page three, Ruffy, in the night. So uh, certainly saving our, uh, saving our money for late in the day. And my value bet, race eight, number two, too big Fari. I think he's ready to win. He's only been running in the country this prep, but he's a classy performer. Uh, just wanted to lay in up the strike at Gunnedah last time. I think that was costly. Had a big weight and just couldn't quite um, go straight enough when it counted, but he ran well. He was a good second at this level at Randwick last prep behind Holyfield. Uh, gets the three kilo claim for a boom young apprentice, Dylan Gibbons, and he gets the right run in transit from that draw. So I think he's a good value bet. Uh, the Ruffy is race nine. Number 11 has to be good. Who was excellent first up with no luck. I had um, I was on her in the Group 3 birthday card and her next time out at, at Canterbury. And then again at Hawkesbridge, she's just been running teasing races. She's racked up four fifth uh, placings in a row. I just don't think she's letting down on these heavy tracks because she's sort of looking like she's just ready to explode and then hasn't quite done it. Uh, I like the freshen up, back to a dry track and blinkers back on. So I guess you could say it's probably the last chance um, for her. And my best is in the last. Um, I am with number five, Titanium Power. I think he's ready to win. He said the three runs back, they put the blinkers on him last start, reacted really well, gave a good kick at the top of the straight and was just run down by a handy three-year-old in Cateel. But it was a nice effort. Drawn wide, but I think that's all right for the on-paces. Um, there's not a lot of speed here. Leach has drawn out wider. He can press forward. But I think if he can get control here, Titanium Power, he'll be very hard to beat. El Buena, who I know Daniel is keen on, looks the main threat because he maps so well and he was a winner third up last prep. I think one of those two will win. Yeah, as Joel said, with the six, El Buena, um, two runs back from a spell, been very good. He just just couldn't match Winner Kingshire last start. Um, but, you know, gets a kilo and a half swing on that horse. Joel said maps really well and and uh, did win on the dry track when third up last time in at this at the at, at this Rose Hill track. So <clears throat> he's the best for me. Race ten, number six. The value comes up in race five I'm with Oceanic Flash again, who I was quite keen on at a bit of a price in um, at Brisbane last start. Eagle Farm. He got smashed. I got quite heavily backed in betting that day. Um, set a task at the back of the field. It was a day that 
sort of helped to be up on the speed. I thought he did really well to uh, to run on missing the placings. 1,800 metres, 2,000 metres looks perfect for him now. I'm surprised he's come up the price he has, considering I think this is a, um, a little bit of a, a weaker race to the one in at Brisbane. Of course, Bartholomew Diaz, one of the favourites for the Ipswich Cup, won that race, but his effort was big. Oceanic Flash, as I touched on, um, to get as close as he did from where he was in the field. On a day, it was hard to run on. So he's the value, race five, number six. I'm also giving, uh, we're having an each-way play in the highway race. I'm hoping she can make the field. Um, the, I think it needs one more scratching. The 20, Denny Gal, who um, always shown a little bit of talent, this mare. Um, it's sort of the country meets and um, really strong maiden win at Goulburn last start. She was good at a big price at Gosford, um, third up. Uh, well beaten by the, a pretty smart winner there. But look, she kept coming to the line. She sort of tracked wide early on to, to get into the race and did cover a bit of ground from the 600. Um, but it was a good effort. She'll need a bit of luck from the draw here, but I think she's a bit of a talented mare and gets a first crack at a highway race, and um, I think she'll measure up if she can gain a start. So a big price in the second, race two, number 20, Denny Gale. Okay, Murray Bridge, the venue for SA Metro Racing on Saturday. Very popular and fair course. What have you found for us there, Dan? Yeah, pretty keen on sidearm in race six, uh, the three. It was a big effort last start to run into third. It was it was clearly the best of the run on horses. Um, first and second sort of settled much closer to the speed than he did, but um, he had to get snagged back from that wide draw. His, his past three starts, he's drawn pretty awkward gates. Um, and look, he's come up with nine of 14 here, but it's better than what he has been drawing. Um, so we'll be likely getting in the second half of the field again, but... Um, back in grade for this um, uh, speed on, he can certainly launch late and, and take some running out. We'll get every chance at Murray Bridge to do so. So he's the best race six, number three. The value comes up in the very next race. Mystery Island, um, one for Lindsay Smith. Doesn't really take him to Adelaide too much. Um, but look, I think he's going well, this preparation over... Um, you know, trip short of his best, 1,400 metres, 1,600 metres. He's placed in both of those. He was always wide in the Elmore Cup last start on a heavy track. Um, thought kept coming nicely there. Uh, for third, behind a pretty dominant winner. Um, 2,000 metres, going to suit him nicely this for this gelding. Pretty consistent horse and a really better horse than his um, two wins would indicate. So, <clears throat> in a nice race. I think Mr. Island, third up, can, uh, can break through for the first win of the campaign. Race Seven, number eight. All righty. Belmont, as usual at this time of year, is the venue for Perth racing on Saturday. And there is a black type race. And it is the Belmont Guineas, in fact. It is, uh, that is race seven. Uh, and that is at set weights over 1,600 metres at listed level. There's a couple of different form lines here. And uh, our man in Perth, Greg Hooper is uh, keen on the one that's coming up um, from a ratings race, uh, and that's the very smart other one's son, race seven, number three. And there's a couple more uh, smart ones coming through the rack on tour. One, Devoted, and two, Rock and Ori. And then the fourth, Hoops, has number six, Search and Rocks. Three, one, two, six in race seven, and 
other one, Sun, is in fact Hoops' best bet, race seven, number three, his value bet, race eight, number five. No apology. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Tarapa and Trentham. Yeah, indeed. It looks like uh, going to be heavy tracks for both venues. Well, Trentham, uh, they didn't even race there last Saturday. That meeting was called off, and I don't think it's dried out too much. And Tarapa is uh, quite wet as well. We've got um, five jumps races at Tarapa. So if you're a jumps fan, tune in. A couple of steeples and three hurdles. My best are on the flat, though, later in the card. Uh, race nine, number two, Billy Bunter is my best. Has a bad gait. But I think he can overcome that. He's always shown plenty of promise and he broke through for his maiden win at start seven. Uh, Jonathan Riddell was aboard from a wide gate that day at Tarapa and he just blended in at the right time and put his rivals to the sword in the last furlong. I think he can do the same and progress through the classes. And my value bet, likely to be at quite good odds, race 10, number 17, lot of Zs. Seven-year-old mare by Zed, so she's, she'll stay well and she does. She can mix her form, but she's had two runs back. They've been okay. I just expected to improve sharply out to 2,100. She finished a, a couple of, she had a couple of thirds under the belt before she went to the paddock last prep. Uh, she's been placed this class and trip at this track. Um, so I just think she might be ready to bob up at a bit of a price at Trentham. Uh, my best comes up in the last race, eight, number five, Blackwood Star. This is a five-year-old mare by Redwood. She won on debut and then resumed from a spell over a mile a couple of weeks ago, it was a very wet track. Probably, uh, jockey probably overdid it a touch, just went very wide and, and the, ended up finishing third. The Quinella were able to save a little bit of ground. I thought it was a tough effort. I think she'll get up over further, but they've kept her to the mile on what's going to be testing ground again. I think that's probably the wise move. I think she can just take that bit of improvement from that run and be very hard to beat. And my value bet is surprise me. She was my best last week. And she actually came up pretty decent odds, so we'll make her a value this week. Uh, she resumes from a spell. She tackled Stakes Company before going out for a break and wasn't disgraced. Uh, well placed at this level, and particularly off a very good trial recently where she beat uh, uh, Open Handicapper there in that trial. So I think she's ready to run a good race first up. All righty. Well, just before we get to the lazy lobsters, we, uh, as we speak to you, we've still got uh, three nights of Royal Ascot to go. Joel, you've... Uh, Already let us know that you you think Artorias might be a little bit of value in the Platinum Jubilee. Any other thoughts in any other races at Royal Ascot for the rest of the week? Yeah, well, I've only had a bit of a look at tonight's field. So we've got the Gold Cup uh, tonight, which is going to be a pretty good clash because Stradivarius goes around again. He's not favourite. Uh, the Aidan O'Brien train, Kiprios, uh, the four-year-old, is the favourite. I thought Trushan. Would uh, would represent a bit of value for Holly Doyle, around $6. Um, he's a gun stayer. He's had the 17 starts for 11 wins and proven out to this sort of distance. So that's going to be a really good clash tonight. But uh, I'll be leaning to the way of Trushan. And, yes, I'll be having something on Artorias. I've sort of missed the, missed the big price, but um, I think he's still going to get a good each-way price. And it's interesting that they've gone for Jamie Spencer uh, to ride, who is known for a real... Um, being a real patient rider, hold them up and, and just expose them late. And that's what Artorius needs. He's going to need a little bit of luck with his racing style. But I think he'll uh, be giving you a, a good run for your money there on Saturday night. Dan, did you have a look at Escort at all? No, haven't. Just been, I guess, following the race. without a whole heap of knowledge about the 
horses going around. Obviously, great to see Nature Strip uh, do what he did the other morning. And, um, yeah, we'll be hoping one of the Aussies can get the job done uh, on Saturday. Rightio. Well, let's get straight into our best $20 bet of the week, the Lazy Lobsters. Well, nearly a, qu- a clean sweep last week. Well done, boys. Kiss some and no name Lane. And uh, for some reason, I had uh, my best bet was early on the card, which is my go-to lobster strategy, and that was Ashford Street. For some reason, I jumped off it onto Parisian Dancer. So I'm back on that now. Best bet in the first, and that is race one, number four at Flemington Pesto. Joel? Yeah, bit of a tricky day, but I'm going to wait till the last to dip switch and go for Majestic Shot at uh, decent odds, race nine, number four. Uh, well, I'll wait for the last race at Rose Hill then, and I'll make um, I'll make my $20 bet on El Buena in race 10. Excellent. All right, there you have it, listeners. Religious only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, it is online as we speak to you in shops first thing Friday morning with a form for Friday at Geelong and the fields, colours, tips, overviews for the other venues and our usual great Saturday and Sunday coverage. Plenty of good reading besides. Uh, enjoy the rest of Royal Ascot. Enjoy Switch and all the other action over the weekend. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast. <laughs>